Hi, it's Hi. Pat and Stu and the blob uh, over there. And uh, so. Uh, Don't do it. Don't do it. Stupid. Don't you dare. What's that, Stu? Don't, you know what it is, and don't do it. Good to see you. <laughs> Bless his heart. It really Look at him. is infuriating. I can't it even is. say. I, I know. Even when I know it's I coming. Know. I know. I really don't like him. I, I know it was. We had a joke for a while on the show. In case you, in case you were kind of like just tuning in, you haven't you watched in a while. We had a joke going on in the show in which we would make fun of Jeffy for being a terrible person. Mm. And, and then it just turned to, we just realized it was true. Yeah. Like we actually started thinking, huh, here's a funny way to make fun of someone we like. Mm-hmm. And uh, that faded away long ago. It's real. This is real now. Everything yeah. we say, we mean. Everything. And the joking part there was that we ever really thought you were a good guy. Yeah, no, that was a joke. Uh, who's kidding about that? I'm just kidding. Uh, all right. So, um, White House Press Secretary Sean Spicer, who's tremendous. Guy is so good at what he does. <laughs> oh, my gosh. He's so good. And uh, uh, every day you just look forward to hearing from him. I'm, I would assume uh, at some point, because we talked about this on radio, I would assume at some point some enterprising blogger today will make a an interesting case study on Glenn criticizing someone else for using Hitler references. Mm-hmm. Uh, that will be an interesting report. And by the way, uh, mm-hmm. we compare everything to Hitler. In fact, it's one of the main things we do, and I try to do it every day. <laughs> I was actually doing a wonderful World of Stew monologue for the new season, coming up April 21st, by the way. Just, uh-huh. a, couple, just a couple weeks away. What? Yep. Uh, another season? Uh, somehow there is another freaking season Who of that show. Who runs uh, this joint? Um, and I was on the second uh, Hitler monologue of the season. Uh, and like, there's a lot of Hitler on this show. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of it. And you're going to get a lot of Hitler on this, uh, this season. So congratulations for that. And episode one, season premiere, you're going to get some Jeffy. That's right. Uh, there is a, uh, a f- An interesting new diet plan Jeffy is shilling for, and uh, you'll be seeing that footage coming up on The Wonderful World of Stew, April 21st. Looking forward to it. Anyway, here's what uh, Sean Sean Spicer said uh, yesterday. Brilliant. Well, today I was trying to describe the, uh, oh, the attack that uh, yeah, the apology. people of using chemical weapons. Frankly, I you know, use, mistakenly used an inappropriate and um, insensitive reference to the Holocaust, which for which there's frankly no comparison. Mm. Uh, obviously, that, that is not what I was intending to do. And, uh, and I obviously, especially during mm. this week, uh, regret using that term and apologize and, uh, and hope that we can continue to focus on the president's decisive action uh, that he took to make sure that we uh, deal with the situation in Syria. Uh, I'll say, good for, him. For, for as bad as he the comment up and, was, and admitted, that's a really good apology. Apologized, yeah. You know, eh, I shouldn't have done that. Seems now, sincere. I mean, again, the, the, the media is going crazy. Oh, he's a Holocaust denier. No, no he's, he's not. not. Um, the other thing I would say is, you know, what is he re- what's his attempt there? His attempt in that moment is to say Bar- uh, Bashir al-Assad is really, really bad. Mm-hmm. And you know what he is? You know, did he did he make a stupid comparison to make that mm-hmm. point? Yes, but his underlying point is obviously true. He's a murderous dictator, and it is true that Hitler apparently didn't use gas in uh, or a nerve agent in the uh, on the battlefield, which is you know. he of course used them against the Jews, which is horrific. Um, yeah, a limited limited. There's limited uh, validity to the point mm-hmm. um, because it, you know it doesn't mm-hmm. really mean anything. Uh, you know, yes, it's interesting that it was off. The, I think it's an interesting historical quirk. It yeah. really is. That the, why yeah. would he? I mean, because people are like, well, he was afraid of mustard gas. He got hit by mustard gas, uh, and he didn't want to do that in the battlefield. Well, the people he was killing, he hated a lot, and he actually wanted them to suffer, uh, including the Jews, which he used the gas to kill. Um, so, uh, you know, 
I don't know, it's limited, uh, limited ability there to actually get his point across. However, you can't, if you're Sean Spicer, you can't screw up. Like the that. outrage over it, though, is, is ridiculous. Uh, Nancy Pelosi said that Spicer downplayed the horror of the Holocaust. No, he didn't. Then she said, Sean Spicer must be fired, and the president must immediately disavow his spokesman's statements. Either he's speaking for the president, or the president should have known better than to hire him. Don't I mean, you know better than this? That stuff doesn't work on Trump. No, uh, I mean, no, it doesn't. That's a, if anything, it makes him uh, he, more resolute. Someone pointed, I think uh, uh, it was a, uh, a Washington Post reporter, some reporter, and, uh, if you know who it is, uh, you know, tell them that I didn't know their name. I, I don't know why I'm even bringing this up. Um, but uh, if you know who it is, uh, you know, feel free to tweet me at World of Stew. Um, but uh, they said Pelosi's statement was uh, confirmed job security for Sean Spicer. I thought it was a really smart way of looking at it. You know what? He may have been in trouble until Pelosi started attacking him like that, and now he's fine. Because Trump is like, oh, well, I'm not going to let Nancy Pelosi do this to me. Mm -hmm. You know, that is actually a way to make, it's like reverse psychology with Trump. Um, And he's not going to. We've said that all along with why they they shouldn't react bad to Trump being in office, right? They should all tell him uh, Mm. that he's done a great job because he'll do what he, oh, yes, I am. What do you need? Yeah. What can I do for you? Yeah. It's true. They would all kiss his ass. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and this is the issue with Sean Spicer is that he, it's one thing for the president to say a bunch of dumb crap. And, and, you know, look, even if you like Trump, you know that he does this. You know he's vulnerable to this sort of thing. He says he says things off the top of his head, and it's probably why you like the guy. Uh, so, I mean, I, I, you know that from Trump. The, the job of a press secretary is to take the blabbering of the president, whether it's Obama or Bush or Trump, and convert it into something that could have some place in the English language. Uh, And, you know, this is why Spicer's just not all that good at this job, is that he's not particularly in in control of his own language. So it's really, it's really rough. What you need from a press secretary is someone who is, who never screws up and, and says something outlandish. And that's why I think the commentary from Alex Jones is so important. It is. And Uh, I'm glad you got there because... (laughs) Because this is awesome. Alex Jones, you know who he is. He's a nutjob conspiracy theorist. Lashed out uh, yesterday afternoon at White House spokesman Sean Spicer about his Hitler comments. What the hell is that? We don't have the video of this, do we, by any chance? I know I sent it late. What the hell is that from Sean Spicer, Alex Jones said, reported uh, The Hill. Uh, How historically ignorant his crew is. The Nazis used chemical weapons in World War II. uh, 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 The fact that Alex Jones, who now is like, first of all, the disloyalty to this president from Alex Jones is really disturbing. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's apparently been critical over Syria. Oh, now no. he's critical of Sean Spicer. This is, this is very <clears throat> disturbing. Why won't you just get behind this president? The man won. Get over it. Get over your butt hurt about some issue you have or some principle you have. And support the president of the United States. He won. I don't know if you know that. The man won. Support him. If you disagree with him on some issue you have some principle over, get over your principles and support the man. What is wrong with these people, Pat? I don't know, Stu. It really is disturbing. But get on board. Get Get on on board. Get on the Trump train. Okay? We're on the Stop Hillary Express 2017. Okay? So get on board with us. I am. I do not like it. I do not like it. The I man won it. the election. I will not have it. He's our president. He's our president. 
Oh, oh, you know what? Take your principle. Oh, you're so principled. Are you talking? Oh, I got these principles that I care about. All of a sudden, so holier than thou. Oh, okay. so holier than thou. All right. Oh, my gosh. Oh, There's a boy. lot of directions I want to go right now in this. And I, 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 now, I, you, I, I, you, <laughs> stupid here, should not do that. Thank you, Pat. Or thank you, uh, Jeffy. That's, that's weird because I'm used to saying Pat actually giving me some mm. sensible, sensible direction. Sensible direction though, when Jeffy's stopping you from going down a road, you know it's a bad road. <laughs> you know, and Jeffy's like, no, don't Come go to there. think of it, Stu. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is unbelievable that Alex Jones... I mean, this is the same premise as what I just said about Jeffy. If Alex Jones is telling you you're an idiot... Uh, wow, you're pretty far down that road. <laughs> yeah. I mean, again, yes. if you're someone he likes, he calls everyone else an idiot, obviously. But <laughs> So, World War II wasn't a false flag uh, to Alex Jones? It was a flag. <laughs> uh, it was never... <laughs> no, yeah, I'm no. surprised it wasn't a false well, flag. I, I will say he's, on the, huh? he's certainly on the bandwagon that uh, we uh, knew about every attack in advance. That's certainly oh, yeah. a, a yeah, you know that's, premise. You know that's uh, the and truth. I will say, all of World War II came from the Gulf of Tonkin. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now, it was Even weird. though it happened after well, World yeah, War II. But, I mean, obviously. Still. Well, yeah. the Gulf of Tonkin was there. It just, you're yeah, talking about was. one specific incident. Yeah. I'm saying that World War II, just, it just started in the Gulf of Tonkin. It has nothing to do with the later Gulf of Tonkin incident. <laughs> Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Stu. I didn't, I didn't realize that. Um, I love this one from uh, Trump. This is he's talking about mm-hmm. the Syria thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, remember the <laughs> let them eat cake moment, which is not yeah. even true, by the way, historically. Um, but still. At least not for M- Marie Antoinette. Right. Um, and so she gets blamed for it. And it, it sucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in reality, it's not actually true. And the, the concept, however, being that, look at, you know, these people are having trouble. Well, why don't they just have some cake? They'll feel better. You know, they, they, they can't mm-hmm. eat. Well, have them, give them some cake. Why don't they just have some cake? No, that's not at all actually what happened, but that's the way it's used today. Listen to this from the Trump interview about, <laughs> about these serious strikes. Uh, but I will tell you, uh, it's only because you've treated me so good so far. I, I have to, right? I was sitting at the table. We had finished dinner. Now we're having dessert. And I, we have the most beautiful piece of chocolate cake that you've ever seen. <laughs> and President Xi was enjoying it. And I was given the message from the generals that the ships are locked and loaded. What do you do? And we made a determination to do it. So the missiles were on the way. And I said, Mr. President, let me... And I said, Mr. President, let me explain something to you. This was during des- oh, dessert. Oh, okay. This is the actual one. <laughs> I went off the script for the Trump. Um, but yeah, this is... He actually was... They asked him what happened with the Syria thing. How did it happen? I'm having the most amazing piece of do- chocolate cake at Mar-a-Lago. <laughs> I do it. And I think he actually said he struck Iraq, too. He actually got the country wrong. He got the cake right. Oh, good but gosh. The, but the country wrong. I do it. That's it. We just got done. We started bombing Syria. How's your steak? We serve the best beef here. I mean, it's unbelievable. Again, this is, uh, it's so incredible. It's brilliant. It's genius. Our technology, our equipment is better than anyone by a factor of five. <laughs> Who is this guy? I really can't. I'm glad we don't have to listen to this. Uh, and he he says, uh, is awful. Oh, so what happens is I said we just launched 59 missiles heading to Iraq, and I wanted you to know this, and he's eating his cake, and he was silent. That's an actual quote from our president. He's eating his cake because he said, why, why, why are you bombing the country where your troops are? Why don't under- <laughs> Wait, you're attacking Iraq? No, it was Syria. So I love that. So what happens is we've just launched 59 missiles heading to Iraq. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I wanted you to know this. And he was eating his cake. (laughs) And he was silent. It's unbelievable. What? 
What is wrong with this man? Again, what is no. wrong with him? A lot. But I will say, this is it's Spicer's job to turn the cake bombing of Iraq into something. That's your gig. Turn it into something. Don't turn it into a Hitler thing. There's turn no it way. into something good. There's no way you can turn his his words into anything decent. It's really not. I mean, uh, you well, got I think we all know that uh, President Trump has. <laughs> That's a six-month so job, though, right? I mean, I, maybe it's a year job for Spicer, but th- how long can you last in this role? I don't know. Uh, you know it's He's lasting long. longer than I bet. I thought that Trump would say... Uh, he didn't need one by now. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe that's where it ends up because it's it's impossible. You know, because first of all, you have to embarrass mm-hmm. yourself in front of the media. And let's mm-hmm. be honest about it. I, even when Trump does things uh, that, you know, he might do a lot of good things. But, you know, he uh, like Spicer has to still go in and lie about it. I was listening to Michael Cohen uh, on the air, who's like his crazy attorney, the one who's calling up reporters and saying you can't rape your wife. Remember mm-hmm. that whole thing? Yeah. Um, that guy, he's on TV. And. And he's talking to, I don't know, uh, maybe it was CNN. And he's like, look, you know, uh, look, I've been saying this for a long time. Trump will go down in history as our greatest president. He's like, wait, uh, better than George Washington? Uh, Better than Abraham Lincoln, Donald Trump? Now, there's no human way for him to believe that statement. He is absolutely 100% lying about it. If he just surpasses one president yeah. in our history, that would I'd be, be amazing. I'd be thr- honestly be thrilled with that. It <laughs> would be amazing. If he's better than, like, uh, who is the guy, that Buchanan? If he's, if he's yes. better than Buchanan, I'm going to be thrilled. And it's like, <laughs> well, you know, that's a requirement, however, of that job. You have to stand there with a straight face yeah. and say something and say you know to be absolutely untrue. Yeah. And continue through it. And so you have to do that. And embar- so if you're Spicer, you're embarrassing yourself to the media every day. When you get off, he gets off the platform, they all know he's lying. And they're like, come on, Sean, you know that's BS. I know, I know. But I gotta, you know, he, so he's going through that moment. And then in addition to that, when you try really hard to defend him and you take a step over the line like Spicer did with a Hitler thing, Trump still yells at you about it. Mm-hmm. And you still have to go in front of the press and go, I'm so sorry, I should not have embarrassed the president that way. That was my fault. It's like, that is a, a hostage job. I mean, you are basically <laughs> a hostage in there, and I don't know why anybody would want to do it, to be perfectly honest. Stockholm Syndrome. Yeah. That's what it is. Maybe. I, I love this because he's, it's almost like, and, and I, I think it is like, he is surprised by what we can do. He was just surprised by the fact that, I don't think he knew this, that we have missiles that can be fired from miles away, hundreds or thousands of miles away, and <laughs> land at their target. I, cause listen to this sentence. We've just fired 59 missiles, all of which hit, by the way, unbelievable, from, you know, hundreds of miles away, all of which hit amazing. It's, I mean, it's been the deal. It's been standard for about 30 years. Yeah, like if we gave Jeffy a bunch of electri- <laughs> electrical uh, components, no, he could not make a missile do that. And, uh, right. But like the military is pretty capable. But like the United States of America has been able to do this for a long time. <laughs> not, but from he, a long, well, not from hundreds he, of miles away. He continues bad. to be amazed. It's so <laughs> incredible. It's brilliant. It's genius. Our technology, our equipment is better than anybody by a fact of five we are welcome to the world don it's not welcome to the world um it's not a world war ii movie anymore no Uh, i will say as well uh of course the the the, uh, standard in one of these uh trump review segments uh also not true they got i think 56 of the 59 actually hit their targets okay so again he lied he's also not telling the truth 
<laughs> according to the military. I think it was 56 or 57. I mean, it, look, they're really impressive. It's uh, brilliant. Just, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Some of these uh, missiles were not, were not dropped off the back of trucks. We actually had some of them flying through the air. I was watching some military footage the other day where we, sh- we had torpedoes coming out of it and our soldiers were pushing them on the ice towards these other vehicles. It's incredible. It incredible. That's how strong our soldiers are now. <laughs> so, so dumb. Bad. Uh, so uh, the uh, wall. Uh, i got to get started in San Diego County. It's now. a beautiful wall with a, a big, be- beautiful door in it. I'm going to start building the wall. Ote Mesa, do you know where that is? It's near San Diego. Um, They say that that's where they're going to start building the wall. Now, I thought... I don't know where Ote Mesa is. My impression was the border... San Diego was the one place that had the border wall already. Wasn't that where Duncan Hunter did that? So I I guess this is outside outside of that general area where the wall already exists. Uh, Community is home to uh, Hmm. one of two border crossings in San Diego. It will be the site uh, where 20 chosen bidders will erect prototypes of the envisioned wall. Uh, winners will be selected around June 1st. He's doing a lot of contests here. He, a, lot, a lot of reality show stuff goes on uh, with the president. Like, he's like, all right, everybody, he's going he's gonna to go to like, a boardroom and like actually fire the people who don't win the wall contest. Um, bottles will be built on a roughly quarter-mile strip of federal land within 120 feet of the border. Um, and that'll be kind of interesting to see. 20 different designs will kind of be kind of cool to see. Yeah, uh, you have a be- It'll be a beautiful wall. A big, beautiful door. It. You don't understand how great it would be. It's believe a, me. Believe me. Believe me. Mm. All right. 888-727-BECK. It is uh, Pat and Stu, and there's more of us uh, coming up in a second. Oh, it's Pat and Stu, Triple Eight Seven Two Seven Beck. Uh, Planned Parenthood is uh, we love them. giving Hillary Clinton the champion, champion of the century, century. award, century. award, award. Uh, that's that's like their century too. By the way, that's they're celebrating a hundred years in existence now. So uh, apparently, nineteen seventeen till now. And Hillary Clinton's their big champion. You know, you really, I, I had not thought Unreal. of this uh, outside of the context of just the Hillary thing. But I, as you just said that, I mean, you really could define American history by, they might be the defining factor of the, it of the could last be. century. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, if you think about them, they brought, you go through mm-hmm. the eugenics period, you go through the <coughs> progressivism, mm-hmm. you go through 53 million dead babies. Is there is there a more... Uh, more uh, closely connected to the destruction of this country, is there an organization cl- more closely connected to that than Planned Parenthood? No, I think that's century? totally fair. Uh, I, I think that's totally kind of fair. interesting. Yeah, it is. Mm. And and Hillary Clinton is their is their big champion for her forty years of service to women and girls in this country. You mean killing women and girls because a lo- uh, like half of the fifty two million have been women and girls. You know, babies who would grow up to be girls and then women eventually. So uh, that kind of dedicated service is <laughs> that's not my idea of a good thing. C- uh, Cecile Richards, mm. president CEO of Planned Parenthood, said we're proud to celebrate Planned Parenthood's 100 years of strength and resilience at this moment in our in- Again, you know, we talked about this toward the end of the radio show. I don't know how Planned Parenthood gets away with this garbage. I, I do- they're they're an evil organization. They're all about uh, taking the life of ch- of babies. 
of, of human babies. And yet, they're celebrated as if they're fantastic, that they're all about women's health, that they're all about empowerment. Bull crap. They're about taking away women's lives and men's and black babies. They were set up, in fact, to exterminate blacks. Uh, it's just, it's really amazing how this has happened. How can this possibly be? It's like, it's like putting a good spin on the KKK. The KKK hasn't killed nearly as many people. No, not a fraction of the amount of people and black people that uh, Planned Parenthood has killed. Not a fraction in their entire existence. The KKK has killed under 5,000 people. In their entire history. No, it's not a good number, obviously. It's not a good number, but it's as much... Think well, Planned Parenthood takes 300,000 lives a year. I would bet you, and I, I you know, it, it, again, like we're using the 52 million or 53 million number. That's total in America. It's not just Planned Parenthood. Yes, that's but, right. I mean, of the abortions, right. 300,000 a year, though, is attributed to Planned Parenthood. To Planned Parenthood. But let's just look at that big number, 53 million. I bet just the... Even if you say, you know what, uh, you know, abortions, there's nothing wrong with it. I'm pro-choice. But, tw- uh, you know, obviously, t- whatever it is, 24 weeks, uh, 20 weeks, um, you think after that point, which I think it's something like 80% are against abortion in the, th- in the third trimester. Um, so uh, if you think that's, I guarantee, if you just count the babies ab- aborted in the, in the third trimester, you're above 5,000. Uh, you know, like, I bet you Easy. you're close to that number with just the amount of babies that were born and they didn't uh, that were actually still alive. And they uh, mm-hmm. maybe we should walk out of the room for a minute and let the kid die. Like just that sort mm-hmm. of nonsense, which we've seen, obviously, with Kermit Gosnell. Um, and we've seen reports behind the the most recent uh, behind the scenes camera, um, uh, hidden camera video talked about a woman saying when the baby comes out well it looks like too much of like a baby you know we don't want that to happen so we cut it you know we cut it apart inside the womb these things are terrifying i mean yeah. and they're that's late obviously later term um so i bet i mean 5000 you probably have again when you have a number like 53 million the error margin is much higher than 5000 oh yeah you know a bunch of those have crossed the line especially in the early days I mean, <laughs> all sorts of crap was mm-hmm. going on before, you know, hidden cameras started popping up all over the place. Uh, Planned Parenthood um, gave Hillary Clinton their first ever primary endorsement and spent 30, over $30 million during the campaign to support her. Planned Parenthood spent $30 million to get Hillary Clinton elected. But and we, they need our taxpayer yeah, dollars? Are exactly. you kidding me? They have $30 million to donate to a political cause? Where is that money coming from? Wow, that is an unbelievable figure. $30 million. That blew me away. Um, all right. Also, uh, Jimmy Kimmel uh, mocked United Airlines in the latest controversy uh, in this little parody. It's kind of fun. We're United Airlines. You do what we say, when we say, and there won't be a problem. <laughs> Capiche? If we say you fly, you fly. If not, tough. Give us a problem, and we'll drag your off the plane. We'll beat you so badly, you'll be using your own face as a flotation device. United Airlines. You. 
Very solid. Mm. I mean, the story is so overblown to me at this point, but it's, you know, it's still, there has been some, as Jeffy pointed out yesterday, there has been some good comedy to come out of it. There yeah, has there been is. some good comedy and some good, some good memes, some good pictures, so let it go. They lost a little bit of money. You know, that's all they, they, they I, again, that, like, that's going to come back easily. You know, you'll get that back easy. I bet. I bet it will. I mean, because it depends. If, They're not handling it well, which makes you think there could be longer term. But if you're at the airport and you need to get a ticket, mm-hmm. and the lowest yep. lowest ticket is United, are you saying no? No. You know, you're hopping on the United. Mm-hmm. You know, you are. So mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. think it'll hurt them that much. Mm-hmm. It sucks. <laughs> All right, Triple H says I want to hate the airlines. Better. More Pat and Stewart coming up in a minute. Mm-hmm. Want to hate them? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. I mean, it doesn't seem like much is going to happen. Stu, triple eight seven two seven back. Holy cow! This uh, Alabama governor thing. Um, I am in love with the story. I know you are. <laughs> I know you're in love with that story. Very Jeffy. Is how it's an say interesting it. story. I, I just found out about it recently. I haven't been paying attention to the. I, I've seen the headlines and didn't really look into it until he actually resigned. And then you start digging into this thing. It's it's guy's seventy four years old. First of all, he's not uh, dead. No, he's. He's not, uh, but you would think you're settled, you know, a little bit at 74 years old. Wouldn't you think that? Wouldn't you think he's he had been married to his wife for 50 years? And you think she'd want to stay with him after this, but I guess not. <laughs> not after cheating on her, no. It's she been, didn't. Been, she opted out. It's already been 50 years. Why don't you lighten up a little? 50, wouldn't you think, though, seriously, 50 years of marriage, you're safe? I mean, you, you've made it, right? No. Not necessarily. You can never let your guard down. Nope. It just goes to show you. Uh, what are your thoughts on this, uh, Jeffy? You, you've got some well, thoughts on Well, some this. of the things, I mean, some of it is pretty amazing. Like he, in, um, uh, in 2013, so this, is already, this has been ongoing. Like he has just, it been going on since 2013? Oh, yeah. I mean, the divorce wow. happened in last year or in the middle of 2015. I mean, they've been divorced for a year or so at least. And, um, and this is their, this is news now because they're they've been started investigating his illegal use of funds and spending on things that he, you know oh, okay. shouldn't have spent it on. That's why he lost the gig, right? It wasn't right. actually the right. affair, yes. right? The affair, right? right. He because he denied the you know the affair. He wasn't even had anything to do with the affair for a long time. But in 2013, then at that time. Uh, the lady, Mason, was still living, had her family in Tuscaloosa. So she began spending her nights in the governor's pool house at the mansion. Ah-ha! Mm. <laughs> oh, that's good stuff. Oh, just, and just, the just wife stay knew? The, just stay out the pool house. Did the wife Yeah. Know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Just stay out the pool house. Don't worry about it. But then he started, you know, she started getting, uh, you know, she started getting weird vibes because he wouldn't hold her hand anymore or said it made him look weak. <laughs> Became less affectionate. I mean, those, that's you never do that if you're having an affair. <laughs> what, do you be more affectionate? What's the, well, what's sometimes the there, there are there are uh, actual examples of people who became more affectionate because they were having an affair. But for sure, you keep it the same, right? I mean, if you always held her hand while you were walking into the governor's mansion or whatever, you continue to do that. That's just that's dumb. 
So you're, you're, I want to make sure I understand. Your points on this are related to how he should have actually I'm just telling you the, the, the facts of the story. You're still. saying that he should have done the affair better is essentially your point here. Well, there are some number of things that you could do to make it better. <laughs> Let's go. All right. What, what else, Ashley Madison? So, so she thinks he's cheating, right? Because he's she's now starting to get. She got uh, text messages. She being his wife, the wife, yes. With uh, she got some text messages with the uh, you know like a red rose emoji, a bunch of them. You know, a seventy-four-year-old dude is using a yes. red rose. Emoji? And she's like, that's not for me. Why? Well, you know, she didn't understand. She then she gets a text message that says, uh, uh, "I love you, Rebecca." Uh, that's not the <laughs> wife's name. No. <laughs> Now, see, so, that's why you just say, I love you, and you leave that open-ended. Correct. Right? You'd never answer with a name. <laughs> I love you, too. <laughs> dot, 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 dot. How's it going? Uh-huh. Dot, dot, dot. Uh-huh. Been uh, thinking never, of you. No, never Never names. attach a Holy name to Holy cow. It. That's mm. just dumb. Yeah. I mean, he should be removed from office for that, actually. That is dumb. <laughs> so she gets, you know, he always, I mean, and plus, come on now. If you're a governor of the state. Yeah, you can afford another phone, burner phone. You know, you got your. Oh, the guy's that, apparently fairly wealthy because he, yeah, he loaned his campaign fifty thousand dollars that he didn't uh, he didn't write down. So if you got fifty grand, you can just go ahead and loan your campaign. Yeah, I mean he's a doctor, and that's you part of some, his deal that yeah, he made. Yeah, with the disposable state, right? income. He's, he's he was a dermatologist or something, right? So he's got to give like fifty, you know, all, all kinds of hours to the state, you know, donated yeah. because of his deal with uh, his the finance. I forget what his was arrested. What the final deal was? What uh, what other mistakes did he make in his uh, affair? Um, How to have a successful <laughs> affair that your wife doesn't find out about? Well, as Here's I'm, as I'm going through this, I'm thinking there's a couple of things that I'm not telling anyone because I'm a, I mean, you're going to keep them to yourself. You know, mm-hmm. figure it out yourself. Because okay. I've got some stuff I'm not. You know, you know, the, the, a magician a doesn't give away all of his tricks. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Um, so that, let, let me give you anything else on this, Jeffy, real quick, because I have something that kind of related that I think. Uh, well, would be just of well, one of the worst things was once she figured out that you know he might be having an affair with her because she was working on his staff and mm-hmm. uh, his chief of staff, I think, was her title. She's young, so too. she was She's always like in around. her mid forties, right? So she was always around. So they go to the beach house, right? Mm-hmm. And she on a weekend, and she they're all there. Uh, the girlfriend, the wife, and the and the governor, and the wife takes a walk. Well, while the wife's gone, he's all over the girlfriend, telling her how much you know how hot she is, how he wants to how he wants to touch her, and the wife's recording it. I mean, so at I, this point, she must have known. Yes, was she was. Yeah, she was setting him up, setting him up for the divorce. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. Um, so uh, never bring and, your and girlfriend way, to the beach house. I mean, that's that's common. That's just. Common knowledge is yeah, it? Cool. Well, because that? you're so experienced with having beach houses, of course you'd be able to <laughs> nail that one. That's why he's never digging his mistress to a beach house. Well, he doesn't that. have one. <laughs> well, they don't have a beach house or a house. Um, so, uh, and the <clears throat> staffer, the the girlfriend in this yes. situation, and Mason. her was actually also married. Yes. And they they patched it up. Yeah. That well, at the end, I'm not. We don't know. I don't. I, can't figure out exactly when that happened because uh, she's mm. she's back with the husband, mm. but the husband made her statement, which we read yesterday on the show, that mentioned, uh, you know, hey, I'm good with it. Mm-hmm. We're, it's over. We're you know, leave us alone. Okay, so this is interesting. On the eve of Robert Bentley, is that it? Robert Bentley. Yes. On the eve of his departure, after four years of a fair talk in the media locally in Alabama, mm-hmm. they a poll was released of the. 
of 49 most popular governors. Now, you might say, why not 50? Nikki Haley just left. So there's they, the new guy they don't, they don't even have a poll for yet. So there's 49 governors. They took, uh, they took uh, popularity ratings for all of them, favorability ratings. <laughs> Robert Bentley finished only 41st. So there were actually a bunch of governors less popular than this guy who's in the middle of being thrown out of office in scandal. That's great. Robert Bentley, 44% approval rating, which is pretty damn good considering what we just talked about. Yeah. 44%. Um, so below him, uh, the GOP savior for a while as VP possibility, Susana Martinez. Wow. 43%. Alaska, Bill Walker, 43%. Illinois, Bruce Rauner, 42%. Oklahoma, Mary Fallon. Now, remember, at, a, at one point, she was pretty popular. Mm-hmm. Uh, only 41%. Michigan, Rick Snyder, another one, um, 40%. Then we get down to the good ones. Uh, Connecticut, Dan Malloy, 29%. Oh, wow. And he sucks, by the way. Yeah, terrible. Uh, Kansas, Sam Brownback. Uh, 27%. Wow, what did he do to piss off Kansas? They have not, he has not had good popularity ratings in a while. Wow. Yeah, he's had a real rough go. But actually, we're going to talk to somebody about the Kansas <clears> thing <throat> because yesterday they had a special election there that had some interesting ramifications. We're going to do something on that coming up. But in dead last place, 49th out of 49, Chris Christie. 25% wow. approval rating. 25%. I mean, that is brutal. Uh, you want Ooh. some of the top, top ones here? Wow. For a second? I mean, hey, that guy can't win. Yeah, do the top five. Uh, let's do top ten. All right. I'm going to extend it to top ten because there's a reason for that. Uh, number ten, Utah, Gary uh, Herbert. Uh, Herbert. Gary Herbert. 64%. Texas, mm-hmm. Gary, uh, Greg Abbott, 64%. Tennessee, Bill Haslam, 64%. Uh, Nevada, Brian Sandoval, 64%. So mm-hmm. that's 10th, 9th, 8th, 7th. Uh, obviously, Those are pretty good states. Yeah. Uh, six, uh, Arkansas, Asa Hutchinson, 67%. Oh. These are all Republicans so far. So far. Fifth, uh, Dennis Dorgard. Uh, he's a Republican, 68%. From? From South Dakota. Okay. Uh, fourth. <laughs> you, from, asked, you asked from like you didn't know he was from South yeah, Dakota. I, I know. I, don't just, know what I was testing Stu to see oh, if he okay. could read it. <laughs> I, I didn't know if he could read South Dakota or not. Really? Fair, you passed it. You oh, did well. Yes. Yeah, you did well. I, I did it. Yeah. Uh, great. Yeah, good uh, job. Fourth place, <laughs> Vermont, Phil Scott, Republican, oh. 68%. There's a Republican governor of Vermont? Yeah, isn't that crazy? Again, I'm testing amazing. you to say right. no, yes I or no. I... <laughs> uh, North Dakota at number three, Doug Burgum, Republican. And as what's his? Uh, 69%. Wow. Uh, number two, Maryland. Larry Hogan. Oh, I love Larry Hogan. Republican. Oh, Republican. Wow. Republican, Republican he, governor he, of Maryland. He, he yeah. Is that the whole top ten? Uh, no, I have one more. Uh, he replaced uh, the guy who ran for president and got like 1% uh, for the Democrats. What was his name? Martin O'Malley. Oh, yeah. So the, O'Malley was so bad, Maryland was like, <laughs> I don't know, let's try a freaking Republican. And so far, they love him. Uh, and six, before we get to number one, we've got a countdown extra. Uh, okay. Jeffy from Texas. Requests, what's number 2031? 0.0001% <laughs> approval rating. Oh, uh, by now, the way. Uh, with a countdown. Well, I'm not uh, even a governor. I don't think I gave you Larry Hogan's actual percentage, 73% in Maryland. Good oh, golly, wow. 73. Uh, that's incredible. Wow. wow. All right. And now, I, no- can't, I can't even think who might be number one. Um, yeah, any, any names you want to throw out there? I can give you. Uh, I. I will, is it Montana's governor? No, I can give you Montana here. Montana, Steve Bullock. Yeah. 59%. He's in uh, 19th place. Jeffy, any guesses? 
Do you know any other what states? What state is doing incredibly well? Uh, it's a Republican, right? I'm Maybe. Reveal that Maybe not. I mean, Idaho's. all of them are Republicans so far, right? The top, the top nine, nine out of ten so far that you've so given. Idaho's governor? Idaho. Uh, Idaho's pretty strong. Uh, let's see. Who's, who's the Idaho governor? Here we go. Uh, oh, Butch Otter. Uh, 58%. Okay. Uh, obviously not 20, number one. 23rd place. Uh, wow. Middle of the Wyoming. Month. Wyoming. Wyoming. You definitely have a theme here. Uh-huh. <laughs> I've noticed. Uh, Matt Mead. 60%. He's North Dakota, at North Dakota. 17th percent. Uh, 17, we already did the Dakotas. He already mentioned they were both in the top North 10. North Dakota's third, though. 69%. Uh, I, I give you credit for a good prediction, but I just said it. Oh, it wait. Actually... Wait. Scott Walker. Scott oh, Walker. Oh, there you go. Ah, Wisconsin. Scott Walker. Ooh. He's not number one, obviously, so that's not right. Scrolling, scrolling. Number Uh-oh. 40. Ooh. 46%. Ooh, man, that's the hair. Yeah, I mean, wow. I'll give you some other big names. See, the guys uh, who have run for president yeah. are not doing well. No, no they got beat. Not doing well. Because you become divisive, and, yeah. you know, and it's hard. And I think that is part of Christie's yeah. issue. I think it that is actually is. part, but not a huge yeah. part. Uh, Kentucky, Matt Bevin, 50%. He's in 34th. Uh, Terry McAuliffe, Virginia, 53%. Uh, Democrat there. Um, Bevin's so only at fifty percent, huh? Yep. Uh, mm. Florida, Rick Scott, fifty-seven percent. California, like Jerry Brown, fifty-eight percent. He um, sucks. Ohio, John Kasich, fifty-nine percent. Have a zero percent approval rating. All right, who is it? Um, I, I give up completely because oh, I have no idea. New York, Andrew Cuomo, sixty-two percent. Um, What's wrong with people? number one? From the state of Massachusetts, oh, Charlie Baker, Republican. Wow. In Massachusetts, seventy-five percent approval rating. I would, wow. I would not have guessed that in a million years. Blue state Democrats. Look at this. Number one, Charlie Baker, seventy-five. Number two, Larry Hogan in Maryland, seventy-three. Uh, and number four, Vermont Phil Scott, sixty-eight. All wow. blue state Republicans. Really something. One, two, and four. Wow, that's pretty incredible. Yeah, it is. All right, more patents too. Is it inevitable? So, you know. Another episode of Stu Reed's Spreadsheets, coming up soon. (laughs) Yay! So, All right. uh, welcome to Patent Stew. And I noticed that uh, today is National Grilled Cheese oh. Sandwich Day. You know what that means? Yeah, I have faith. I mean, it's- and I heard earlier from you that we had the spoon segment that yeah, we have a cookie. It, it didn't mention grilled cheese sandwich. Has you know, that been updated? Have we not come to a point in which we have Thank a little you. bit of faith uh, in our, in our, our lovely I hope Marissa? So. To understand that it's National Grilled Cheese Day mm-hmm. and that National Grilled Cheeses should be supplied. Right. Thank you. Right. So I'm, I'm, I mean, I, 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 I'm holding out hope. I'm just going to be hopeful and positive for once. All right. I okay. mean, I, there better be grilled cheese here today. Mm-hmm. Or, or, or what, Jeffy? Or, or what? Or. Or they'll be held to pay. Or. Say I'll tell you that right now. Or. All right. Did you know that when you get, uh, you don't get enough sleep, mm-hmm. you lose toes? What? When you start getting old and you don't get enough sleep, you lose toes. I did not know I that. I didn't know that either. No. Uh, Jenna Bush, or Jenna Bush Hager, I guess her name is now. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was on uh, some talk show, 
and with with uh, Kathy Lee Gifford. Yeah, uh, and uh, she said that Lady Bush, Mama Bush, Grandma Bush, Nana Bush, Laura, Laura Bush. No, no, the grandmother. Oh, Barbara. Barbara. Bush. Barbara. Uh, has eight toes. Has eight toes. Has eight toes. And why? Uh, she she claimed uh-huh. that uh, that she has eight toes because apparently when you get old. Yeah. And don't get enough sleep, you lose toes. <laughs> you mean the what? thing that you said at the what? beginning of the segment? That's correct. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's, uh, so they just <laughs> fall off or I what? Guess. What are you talking about? How many toes do you have? I guess. It's, oh, is that why he, well, he can't see his feet? Yeah, well, he doesn't have any toes. That's left. right. That weird <laughs> thing he has, he's got no feet. Yeah. He might not even have feet out of there. There might be like, you know, just attachments. My poor uh, mother-in-law, before she died, had to have toes removed. Yeah, uh, it, yeah. But that was because of the, probably diabetes, But that wasn't right? from lack of sleep. <laughs> <laughs> it was because she had rheumatoid arthritis oh, so badly that it just messed her feet up. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. got yeah, really I, painful. I've noticed, um, uh, you know, you get a little older uh, in life, you know. I'm in my I'm 41 now, I think. Does that sound mm-hmm. right? Yeah, 41. It does sound right. Um, and uh, you realize uh, life mm-hmm. really gets awful. Um, everyone around you just starts dying. Yeah. Your pets die. I know. Your relatives die. When you're around long People enough, it just, it's inevitable, right? It's just awful. I Why? I, I do hate it. It really is bad. I mean, Jeffy, I, I actually started to feel for Jeffy because he's been through so many generations. Of well, I'm sorry. What did you just say? Um, he, you know, he, he's, but, no, no, no. It's not, it's not, what did you just say? Back that up a little bit. I said he said he doesn't so really many... give a rat's ass about you, but you've been through a lot of stuff. <laughs> If you were someone else, I'd consider feeling bad for you. That's what I meant to say. Oh, thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you so much. Now, it, why, it gets tough. But there's no explanation on why toes would fall off if you don't get sleep. There was no explanation. Okay, that's, that's weird. Well, that's just the weird. toes are tired and they don't want to hang out anymore. I mean, that's right. You know, the, the okay. middle one. The middle one doesn't get used that often. And why? Why do I need to be here? I'm out. All right. <laughs> I don't know. Now, yesterday before we when we went off the air, we joked around a little bit, but mm. uh, uh, the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, aren't playing in the playoffs this year. Yeah. And uh, they gave uh, a little bit of love. This was their last two games. Their last home game was last night. And oh, they, they made let, Romo uh, an they, honorary They let Maverick Tony Romo, they signed a deal with yeah. him. He, he, he suited up, and they introduced him at the, uh, at, the, at the bar last night. Let's see it. It was pretty cool. And that guard in his first season from Eastern Illinois. God, he looks like a, a, a tiny person. Just a little kid. Yeah. And he got, uh, you know, everybody was, I loved it. I would have loved it if they would have put him on the floor and just let him play. Originally, they said that they might. Uh, Carlisle, Did they really? Carlisle said that he might, but they ended up uh, losing the game and uh, were behind, and I think Carlisle was like, uh, no, I don't want to lose any more games than I already have this year. Well, and, that's uh, the thing, though. They, what matter. does it matter? Although you'd be mocking the game, kind yes. of, I guess. I really think point. it is a... It's know, kind of a mockery. I don't mind him sitting there and them introducing him, but yeah, for them fine. to actually put him on the roster is a, making a mockery. Uh, maybe a little bit. It's so stupid. I don't know. I, I will say, I did. they showed some uh, footage of him warming up. Like He was yeah, actually... He, good. he was making some shots. I mean, he was making some nice yeah. shots. He's an athlete. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, I guess of course. I be surprised, but he looked pretty, you know. He played, pretty good. He played in high school. Yeah, I yeah. mean, what, And look, then, of course, not in college because he had to devote his time to. to look, uh, those of us that are athletes, it doesn't matter what game we play. <laughs> oh, my. You know, it, it, it's. Uh, you don't you even just, go it there. It doesn't matter. It don't doesn't even, matter what game that we play. Don't even start. You, you just excel. That's what you do. 
You can't even move. I think you have trouble getting from here to your car. You don't even have any toes anymore. Don't try to tell us you can play sports. Uh, more Pat and Stu coming up. Man, I am just not, not a fan of him at all. Him or Romo. I like Romo. Stu and uh, Jeffy, 888-727-BECK, 888-727-BECK. Yesterday you were telling us about, uh, was it yesterday? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we had the pool that kind of went out over the edge of a building uh, yes, in, in a downtown Houston high-rise. And you looked down and it had a glass bottom and you could see the city below you. I mean, it looked like you were walking on air. Terrifying. Terrifying. And you, you mentioned there was uh, something kind of similar in Toronto. Yeah, as a Canadian sports celebrity, a lot of people come to me for Canadian sports updates. Um, and this was one I, if you've ever looked at the uh, skyline of Toronto. Does that ever get tiresome? You know, people hounding you going, for. Uh, you know, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, look, I, yeah. you, you, you love the fans, you love them. Sure. You, you know, you wouldn't sure. be here if it wasn't for them. All right. Um, but, you know, then again, you want your privacy. You want to be able uh-huh. to live a, a regular person's life sometimes. Sure. And you know, there's but, times when you haven't made yourself up and you don't look that great. Yep. And people are bugging you on a Saturday morning. It's true. Whatever. Yeah. But you know what I always yeah. say, Pat, is you never know when it's going to go away. And that's why I always try to respect. Do you always say that? All the, all the fans that come up to me from, uh-huh. that, are, that were born in Toronto or Montreal, mm-hmm. uh, Edmonton. Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan. Mm-hmm. And they come up to me and they say, hey, you're a Canadian sports celebrity. I need your right. autograph. And I say, you know right. what? Might be a little inconvenient for me, yeah. But I'm going to do it anyway because I know how important. What a moment that must be for you know them. That's you know? just that, that's um, who you are. It's like their life is probably this disgusting mm-hmm. mess where they've the filthy peasants, and then they get to come and talk to someone for like you me to condescend it's, to their level for a moment. It's one is, bright moment in their otherwise awful It's above awful and beyond lives. the and call. That's what I do. Uh, I, look, I, I, I'm willing to do it, even though it, it, right. it obviously grosses me out at some level. <laughs> Uh, well, but I'll, Pat, I'll even talk to them. Pat's not going to say it, but thank you. Yeah, thank you. I will say <laughs> yes, it. Gotcha. I will say okay. it, Jeffy. Thank you for breaking the ice, All though. Right. Thank you, <laughs> Stu. Thank if you've you. ever looked at the skyline of Toronto, there's mm-hmm. you know it's a couple things. You the big mm-hmm. things that you'll mention, so you can see from the water is the Sky Dome or now the Toronto's Rogers got Dome. a nice skyline. Very cool. It's a great we appreciate city. skylines, and that that's a great one. It's a great freaking city. I love Toronto. I, I, I loved it when I was there. I've only been there. I think once. It's really fun. It's, it's, it's really a fun cool. city. It's really expensive as a city. Like every oh. meal is like a zillion dollars. Well, uh, all those HGTV shows, they're almost all in Canada yeah, for some are. reason. Like the house hunting things. Oh, yeah. For some reason, they're always in Canada. And, and when they're in Toronto, it's like, hey, we showed Bob and Cindy uh, a 12 square foot home for $1.9 million. <laughs> right? It's, it's unbelievable. It's crazy. It is unbelievable. Yeah. It is odd. Wow. Um, so uh, if you look, though, you see the Rogers Center. That we used to be this called Sky Dome. And then right above that is the CN Tower. It's that big tower that goes up. And it's all basically concrete up the sides. And at the top, there's like a rotating restaurant and stuff. We discussed this yesterday. It, it, it towers above the, the, the field. So when the, the, the dome was open, you look up and you see it. And I was at a game a while ago and looked up and saw in the CN Tower, uh, you could see these little people who walk on the edge of the CN Tower as like, it's like a, a tourist thing. What does CN stand for? Uh, as a Canadian, Canadian sports national? Canadian? 
Canadian. Canadian. That's what I, I have no idea. Um, so uh, here is, uh, do, I guess we have some pictures of it now. This is legitimately what they do. Look at this. What? And you lean over the edge. Why would you do with that? With these harnesses. Why in the <laughs> heck would you do that? Yeah, Why would you do that? L- no. Look Good at this. Golly. I mean, this is insane. How is that legal for them to do? I don't know. I, in Canada, where everything's so highly regulated right. compared to us. I'll, I'll tell have, you something. In questions. America, you wouldn't be able to do that. I don't think you, you would. would not so be able to do nobody, that. Nobody does it leaning forward, right? They don't let you lean forward. You have to lean backwards. I don't know. I mean, I've never seen anyone. Because leaning forward would be, be even better. Scarier? Yeah. yeah. Le- why would leaning forward? Oh, you mean if you're looking out yeah. over the... Oh, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, And plus, I wonder if there's a weight limit. Uh, well, well you, you're, I can guarantee you're not bend over and snap if you were up there. Yes, there's a weight limit at some level. Um, oh, that's see, freaky. You see in the background, that's, that's just that's freaky. The, that's the airport, but that's not the major airport. And so every time you fly in, you fly into some place like you're like 40 minutes away, and there's that nice airport right, right there, there on that island. How come just, I can't land there? I just want to land there. Just land the plane there. Let me out, and then you go to the other one. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but is, is that it for the pictures? Because right below wow. their feet, basically, is where the sky dome is. Um, or it's a little bit to maybe their left. Still, though. Um, but, right. I mean, it's, it's, pretty, it's, pretty, it's, it's pretty cool. And it's cool. Like, in the middle of baseball games, people are all like, holy crap, look, there's wow. people up there. Wow. Uh, it's 116 so, stories off the ground. 116. Wow. It's a high, man. It's wow. High. That's, I mean, that's taller than the Empire State Building. Yeah, I mean, I, I, it's, uh, the, it's definitely The high. observation deck there. Yeah. Or the World, World Trade Center, too. too. Uh, um, uh, when that was up. While we're on in com- important Canadian news, Pat, um, I wanted to bring this video to you. Uh, this is, uh, at first, it, I guess it happened on April Fool's Day, and nobody believed this guy. 25-year-old Carrie uh, McCook said it, he was uh, complaining because he had r- been run over by a deer. This Grandma is got run over by a reindeer. That's right. This is what happens in Canada. Jeez. It's never happened to me because obviously I'm a sports celebrity and mm-hmm. protected by security whenever I'm in country. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, here is the act. And no one, so no one believed him. And then he said, I, I mean, look, is there any video? They found video of it happening. Here it is. Watch. There you go. There he goes. Getting out of the car. Mm. Or the truck here. Mm. All unsuspecting. Deers are dangerous, man. Whoa! <laughs> what? <laughs> what the hell? And he's going back to say, dude, did dude! you see a deer run over me? Go yeah. back. We got to see one that again. Time, That's unreal. Time. That is really crazy. That's, wow. That is weird. In the middle of a city. And in comes the deer. <laughs> Boom. That really is amazing. And you see another one. And then there's another one over yeah. there. Yeah. Sometimes how I feel with the rush of autograph seekers when I'm in Canada. <laughs> uh, but, you know, that's. That is really weird. What city was that? Oh, it's in British Columbia. Mm-hmm. Another Canadian thing. So your, your edge walk? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, edge walk is uh, you can book uh, online here from, from the tower. It's only $254.25. It's not terrible for that. It's not terrible. To be terrified out of your mind? Well, if why you, would I do that? Because it's such a random and crazy experience that? that, like, you know, I, I would never do it. Do it. I, would never. I wouldn't do it. I went inside. I told you, this, the way this started yesterday is they have a glass floor inside the CN Tower oh, right, right, on right, the right, observation right. deck, and you can walk out on the glass floor and look down, and even that was, like, terrifying. Can you imagine doing it with just a freaking harness? No. No. No, <laughs> no thank you. No. There's, no, a, thank there's you, a thing like that. Glenn's talked about it often. I've never been to the uh, Grand Canyon, but he says that on the Native American side, mm-hmm. 
They've got oh, yeah. this platform, this glass thing that you can walk out on, and there's no fencing around it. And he's like, how is that legal that you have no fencing around it? He said, well, people just don't go near it. Um, go near, near the edge. Because they're, they'd be stupid to. And on the American <laughs> side, of course, they've got all kinds of fencing, and that's where people have actually fallen off. Because you think, oh, well, I'm safe. I'm going to come up to the fence. And then somehow you fall over the fence and die. But uh, ever, it's kind of interesting. Have you ever been allowed out to a platform, Jeffy? You know what would be a good idea? Is to get a GoPro and have you walk out on oh, the Indian side. Oh, yes. And see how far, how close to the edge you can get without that thing breaking from oh, your weight. I bet it's going to be close. Oh, you better I go bet, close. I bet you're edge. not fat enough to make that break. Yeah, me, me too. But we should try it and see. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm not opposed to doing that, but if I get all the way out there, then uh-huh. it breaks. Yeah, I know. So <laughs> you should try it. <laughs> My gosh. Oh, this is all going to be funny until one of these things actually happens. I know. And then, and then they're going to come back and they're going to be like, yeah, those guys were actually... Wow, they were so mean of, to him. They were so mean just, to him. And we'd oh be like, well, you got to remember, and, and we'd say this at the funeral, you know, Jeffy, we have mm-hmm. a lot of memories with him, uh, you know, worked with him for a long time, and, and we treated him too nicely. He was actually worse than what we said. <laughs> <laughs> and so... Uh, all right. I've already prepared the speech. Apparently a dad Thank photoshopped you. his uh, daughter into marginally dangerous situations, and people are pissed off about it. But he photoshopped her. He didn't actually put her in dangerous situations. Um, he weird. used his Photoshop skills to create these pictures, Hannah, in unsafe situations. And even when you know it's not real, oh, wow. you know it's been photoshopped, apparently, oh, well, she's a cutie. Yeah, okay, I can see why that wouldn't really be... Why would you do that? It's interesting. Uh, she, uh, his daughter. Oh, look at that! <laughs> that is great. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> that is great. That's funny. Uh, that's wrong. She's eighteen months. She's uh, diagnosed <laughs> with a rare immune disorder. She, oh, she really? spent six uh, six months of her life in a hospital. Speaking to Mashable, the dad said, "Because we missed out on so much of the normal stuff the first year, we take tons of photos now that we're able to do normal things out of isolation." Crowley said, "Since his photos have been getting a lot of attention, uh, he hopes to raise awareness um, for Be the Match, a bone marrow registry that uh, connects donors uh, with people in need." <laughs> That's actually that there actually needs to happen. There she is driving the car uh, on his lap. I mean, come on, that's funny. If she's not really doing these things, and apparently she's not, there's is it there does, anything wrong with that? It's a good Photoshop job. Though. Really good. I mean, yeah. I, it looks like she actually is doing. That's why, yeah, it it was, of course, people were reacting. They weren't reacting because they were like, "Oh, don't Photoshop your daughter like that." It's like they're doing it because it looks like she's. It's actually happening. <laughs> He's got a butcher knife right next to the stove, <laughs> and she's reaching for another one. See, that's adorable. Right. Really, very, very, that's adorable. That's, that's a, good I, stuff. And he knows his Photoshop. I mean, that's a yeah, good, good solid work. He's really good. And yeah. even if it's not Photoshop, so it's his kid. Uh, yeah, right. No, that's not. How uh, that works, except for no. <laughs> um, all right, I guess we have a trailer of uh, Thor 3, just oh. when you thought it was safe to go back to the movie theater. Nice. Thor 3. Because 1 and 2 were so good, and people have just been clamoring for a third. Uh, they made a lot of money, yeah, right? Yeah, my son loved those two movies. A lot of money, Jeffy, yeah. for those things? They were successful. A, he's terrible. Is he? B, the movies are stupid. I mean, he's a good-looking guy. There's no getting around that. But, I mean, he's not a good actor. Uh, it, well, What's this thing? Huh? What's his name? Uh, Chris, Chris, Chris something, something or other. Yeah, he, 
Chris Hemsworth. That's right. Uh, here yeah, we go. He's uh, got a brother who's also. Uh, so Thor see. made. Uh, Thor First one, one made uh, 181 million. 181 okay. million. Second one made 200. Domestic, two, wow. almost two, almost 270 foreign. Wow. And then, oh wow, the second one, Thor: The Dark World, 206 domestic, 438 yeah. uh, foreign Holy for a total cow. of 644 million. Yeah, so no wonder there's a third. You're making another one. Yeah, yeah <laughs> definitely. And here's a look at the trailer. Immigrant song's a nice choice for this. That's great. Asgard is dead. Hi there. Hi there. Terrible. What have you brought today? Tell me. Oh, come on. A contender. This November. It's main event time. Thor Gladiator. Got a haircut. Yeah. You got a suit. I give you your incredible. He's a friend from work. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, God. No, no, no. Thor uh, Ragnarok. That's looking a little rough. Oof. <sighs> man. I mean, you know, maybe if it comes around to on demand and I'm really desperate some night and I think I can't sleep. Like what about for Thor three? Like maybe you've seen all other things. That yes, have been made I've seen history. every other released <laughs> broadcast right. or presentation of and anything. All your limbs have been amputated. Yeah, uh, and there's nothing I can do, and it just happened. Somebody's locked my face toward the screen, <laughs> mm-hmm. and they've jammed my eyes open with toothpicks, and I. Maybe then I'd say. And, and you're being held up by a chain over a vat of acid, and the only yeah. way that you can avoid the acid is if you watch Thor 3. Right. Uh, maybe. It's maybe. a maybe there. It's a maybe Maybe. There. It's a maybe then. That does not look good. <laughs> He's terrible. Good. That's why he only spoke two words in the whole thing. Yeah. Hi there. Because you can't even deliver He's those. A f- He's a friend from work. Oh, yeah, he did say that, too. Okay, never mind. So that was <laughs> the, then the Hulk, Hulk then, apparently? The Hulk thing is dumb, too. Let's yeah, be honest like about it. The Hulk thing. thing is dumb, I do too. not like the Hulk thing. <laughs> now, I am... Usually the only one making these arguments. No uh, I'm surprised mm-hmm. to get uh, support. Yeah, I'll I, don't, t- I, I will don't, take it. Uh, the comic book thing is not my deal. I don't like it. What do you mean? You like all those what are you superhero about? movies? No, I don't. Mm-mm. Like Avengers, I didn't really like that. Um, I thought you were the ones who were fans. Spider Man. Spider Man, I kind of like. But this this new stream of all of them together and, yeah, and no, yeah. the Batman Superman we talked about how stupid that was yeah well everyone thought that okay, was okay I'm not going to kill Affleck you now because your sucked. mom has the same name as my mom now we're friends what well I mean that's why kill- that's why you didn't kill him wait a minute what you're not going to kill someone who has the same name as your mom 
Is that like a, a no, uh, if, you, if you're if someone else's hard, mom fast rule I'm not familiar with has the same name as your mom? You're you never, can't kill him. No, of course not. Come on, that would be a ridiculous plot. To do um, uh, before we um, go, we we do we, we like pizza quite a bit yeah. uh, mm-hmm. on this program. Um, Jeffy, I think you brought this up yesterday, wasn't it? Uh, about the pizza tossing. Pizza tossing. Um, here is the uh, video. I guess there's a sport related to this. I don't know why it's not just. I mean, because I like eating pizza. I don't. I don't really like to do anything else with it. Uh, but pizza tossing's a thing. Watch. My name is Tony Gimignani, and I'm a 12-time world pizza champion. I have two Guinness Book of World Records, one for uh, most consecutive rolls across the shoulders in 30 seconds. It was 36 rolls across the shoulders. Oh, wow. 36 or 37, yeah. We'll say 37. Pretty good. So pizza acrobatics are tricks with pizza dough. <laughs> A lot of people ask me, you know, pizza throwing, how do you describe it? It's kind of like what a Harlem Globetrotter does with a basketball that we do with the pizza, you know, around the back, across the shoulders, through the legs, two at a time, Mm. uh, on the ground, spinning in your hands. The difference between, you know, a basketball and a pizza is it misshapes, it gets bigger, it gets softer. Not like it's juggling balls that are always the same. It's pretty magical. Pretty magical as the guy drops it. Um, hey, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess I've seen that before. Well, since every other problem in the world has been solved, uh, it is time to turn our attention to pizza tossing. Uh, well, first of all, <laughs> pizza acrobatics. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> I know, that was really... It's kind of cool, though, what they can do. It is kind of... It absolutely is. It is it's very cool. It, it, you realize, though, in the, in the, particularly in the time of the Internet, how just like everything exists. Yeah. Sure every dumb yeah. little thing you can do has 5,000 people doing it mm-hmm. at some high level. Including hairbrushing yeah. and whispering, whispering to animals. And and stuff. Many of Jeffy's websites are things I've never seen before. Right. You know. Really? I don't want to ever see them again. Look, you get a Guinness Book of World Record, you got to put it online. I don't think that's what that is. Uh, but let's take a break. 888-727. Back is the phone number. Uh, Triple eight seven twenty seven back is our phone number. Um, there was an election last night. Did you know that? Uh, yeah, Kansas, right? Right in Kansas, uh, mm-hmm. Mike Pompeo uh, was the guy who was a Republican uh, uh, congressman, and he was, of course, uh, elevated to the uh, White House. Uh, at, what is he? CIA director, I think. Yeah, He's something like things. that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so <clears throat> they had a special election there, uh, and uh, th- it was kind of a scene, at least in the media, as what's the a Trump test? Effect? Yeah, what's the Trump of? effect? Because. Um, this is kind of one of the first elections since uh, Donald Trump has been in there. Is he having a negative effect on Republicans um, around the country? Mm-hmm. And uh, so it was, that was kind of like the thesis here. I don't think it's fair, per se, to judge that. Um, but he, I think it was Trump won by 27 in that district uh, during the election. And then uh, the congressman uh, who, uh, who just Estes, I think his name is, uh, won by seven. So they're saying it's a, it was a much smaller margin uh, than mm. Trump was able to carry it by. Does that mean anything? I mean, my I don't know. Maybe they just didn't to, like this guy that much. Yeah, could is that be possible. That. It could be that. Um, it could also be uh, he was tied to Sam Brownback, who I mean, Sam Brownback, as we pointed out, uh, let me 
Now, let me see if I can bring this up again. Uh, Stu Reed's spreadsheets, uh, we need a second version of that today. Uh, he's the second least popular governor in America. 27, 27% approval rating, 66% disapprove. Uh, from Kansas, uh, Joseph Ashby, who actually ran for this seat uh, in the primary, uh, joins us. Uh, Joseph, you with us? Here. Oh, cool. There you are. Uh, so I was kind of like I was I will say somewhat stumbling through my facts here on this one. Give us kind of the background of this uh, election. It was a special election. And we kind of talked about how the media uh, is framing this as sort of an anti-Trump thing. Can you walk us through this? Yeah, they really want to. But it's really hard to say that to me. It's hard to draw any conclusions about Trump from this. First of all, Trump was not particularly popular in this district. Uh, Ted Cruz beat him by 35 points, I believe, wow. in the primary. Yeah, ton. Uh, statewide, Trump got 3% less than Mitt Romney did four years earlier. Uh, even got fewer total votes, even with population expansion, didn't get as many votes. Now, that being said, Hillary Clinton actually did worse than uh, Barack Obama had. It, with those mm. 3% for grabs, they almost all went to third party. Mm. Uh, you are right that the governor is unpopular here. But I, I so that has drug uh, drug on Republicans for for the last couple of elections. Why, why is Brownback so uh, wildly unpopular in Kansas? What's what, what's the what's the deal there? Do you, is there a one thing that you can put your finger on? If I were to nutshell it, if you were to walk up to the average person in, in Kansas and say, hey, do you want higher or lower taxes for small businesses? They'll say lower. They'll say, hey, do you want more or less uh, regulation uh, statewide? They say less. They say, do you want work requirements for welfare or more or less work requirements? They say, oh, we want more work requirements for welfare. Mm-hmm. And then you say, what do you think of Sam Brownback? They'll be like, he's awful. He's the worst governor <laughs> we've had. And I think it's really a result of the fact that in about 2012, he got behind a bunch of conservative Republicans and they defeated, I think, eight or nine of them defeated liberal Republicans in primaries. And from that point on, I say it's it's a lot like what they did, what the media did to Sarah Palin in 2008, where it's just the, the most outrageous claim you can make that something's their fault or they're incompetent for this reason. And then the whole media jumps on top of it from there. Mm. And so that over time huh. has, has drug his approval rating down, despite the fact that he advocates for policies that most Kansans are going to get behind. Because yeah, I remember wow. Brownback in the Senate being a pretty conservative yeah. senator, and uh, he was pretty well liked when he got elected. And you're saying it was because he actually has done those things? He's been conservative as a governor and, and, and still not uh, connecting with the people? Uh, I would say he made the mistake that that a lot of Republican presidents make where they cut taxes but don't meet they, they don't bring spending down to match their revenue levels. Mm. Now, at the federal government level, you can kind of get away with that because of what the Federal Reserve will loan you and, and what you can do in the bond market. But in the state, you can't do that. So they uh, there's been a structural deficit for the last several years in the state of Kansas. And conservatives and, and, and conservative-leaning people who aren't so politically involved are saying, wait, why can't we balance the budget? What's going on? And also, if you go and, and talk to the average person uh, about school funding, they think that school funding has been slashed by hundreds of millions of dollars, and really it's been increased by hundreds of millions. So there's a combination mm. of doing half the conservative thing with taxes and not meeting it with spending, and then a lot of misinformation perpetrated by the media. Hmm, that's interesting. Um, so, uh, he, and, and so the guy who actually ran in the special election, Estes, he was in the Brownback administration at one point, right? That's where he comes from? Yes. 
Estes, yeah. So mm-hmm. he is uh, he is the state treasurer. He'll he'll resign now. Okay. Now it's a separate it's a separate office, right? So the state treasurer is is, is elected independent of it. It's not an appointed position of Brownback, but yeah, the, you know, elected in the same two elections. There's some relation between the two. I do think that damaged. Estes. But to be honest with you, special elections are, are really about who's got the more motivated base. And while I, I can't say that that's Trump's fault that that a Republican had a worse turnout, it's definitely evidence that Democrats are more excited. I mean, th- mm. this to give you an example, this election had 44 percent of the total vote that we had in the election in November. Right. So really low turnout. Uh-huh. And you had a Democrat who was a Bernie Sanders, fire-breathing, civil rights lawyer. I, I mean, he, he checked all the boxes for, for the liberal left. And, and Estes, uh, he's, he's a good public servant. I, I was happy to vote for him yesterday. But, but to be totally honest with you, he, he, I think the general feeling is, is it, had he not run in a race where the party decided the nominee because he and his wife have been very active in the party for a decade and a half, that he probably doesn't have the sort of personality and charisma to, to win a primary. So uh, we're in a situation where you had an, extreme, an extremely uh, base-rallying Democrat and not a, a strong base-rallying Republican on the other side. And I think that had a lot to do with it. And the margin of strength, was it 27? Trump won it by 27 points and Estes won it by 7? Is that right? Uh, I think it turned out to be eight. Uh, there's another way to look at it. Mike Pompeo, who's very popular here and was never very close in his, any of his elections, got about 61% of the vote in November. Estes last night got 53. So it wasn't a, a huge, a huge slip from a congressional race. Uh, and again, it's so, you know, we're talking about 275,000 voters versus 120,000 voters. So uh, very different, much more. Who's the more motivated base? So if you're looking for a message federally, to me, it is the Democrats are breathing fire, ready to go to the polls. Their base is anyway. Hmm. Joseph Ashby, now, are you thinking about uh, you're going to primary this guy next time uh, the election <laughs> season runs around? Uh, no, I don't think so. I, I, I think I may may have to swear off electoral politics in the future. Uh, <laughs> to be honest with you, no, I, and I, I should say I really appreciate you guys having me on. Uh, it helped. We were able to raise some money from it and so forth. But in the end, it, it was there was so much of a, uh, a your turnism about yep. the race that a mm. lot of people like, Joe, you're great and you speak so well and you're so motivated. You know so much about the Constitution and we believe you'll stand up for that stuff. But so come again, you know, so run for House and then the Senate, uh, state Senate, run for the state House, run for the state Senate, then run for this federal seat. So it, it's one of those things where we all hate career politicians. But boy, if you're not one, we're not going to support you. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Well, that's we, what we j- fell into. That's amazing. And it's so true. Uh, Joseph, actually, we would like to talk to you more. However, it is National Gr- Grilled Cheese Day and we have grilled cheeses waiting for us. <laughs> so you're out. Okay. All right. All right. Thanks, Joseph. <laughs> Joseph, thanks, Megan. Thanks for coming on. Back in a second. Uh, it's National Grilled Cheese Day. It's spoons. It's us. It's eating on television. It's that, what science. Could be, what could be better? It's, oh, yeah. And it's science. I forgot. Yeah. Back <laughs> Most important part. It's, it's science. It is. It you is. Know. Absolutely. Good voice work there, Jeffy. Welcome to Spoons on National Grilled Cheese Day. Today we have a selection of grilled cheeses from Panera Bread. 
Gotta love um, that. And you say, hey, wow, Panera Bread sponsored the segment. That's great. No, uh, we just went there and bought them. Because <laughs> uh, that's the kind of show we are. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, we have a, a selection. We have five grilled cheeses. Uh, uh, so let's go through them. If you Guys, if you find the grilled cheese that looks like this... Uh, if, you get, if you're playing along at home, the grilled cheese that looks like this. All right. Okay, that is our classic grilled cheese. Asiago yes. cheese focaccia. Is that the one, focaccia? Is that no. Asiago cheese? It doesn't look like Asiago cheese focaccia. No, it looks like cheddar. Uh, or American. Uh, let's see. Hold on. Let's see. Which one are we? Where? Let's well, just eat this right, one. This one. Mm. That's just grilled cheese. Mm-hmm. Now, mm, I like the cheese. I do like the cheese. It's, uh, very, Part of the problem with doing grilled cheese in this segment mm-hmm. is it's it was cooked a while ago, mm-hmm. and you really want to get grilled cheese hot off the hot off the griddle. So right? the bread, which normally would be kind of crispy, mm-hmm. is a little bit more chewy, but still the cheese is very good on that one. I do still, like that one. We're, we'll, we'll rank these here, uh, so keep uh, keep your keep it in your head. Uh, next up, we've got. Let's try this one. Uh, this one here. Here's the here's the Asiago fe- uh, cheese focaccia. What is that one? Uh, this mm. one here, you guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, play if you're playing along at home. You want the uh, the triangle shaped focaccia bread. Uh, this this one is uh, Asiago cheese focaccia with provolone, arugula, and uh, uh, no American cheese All for right. some reason. Let's try it. Mm. Mm. Oh, that's good. That's good. Mm-hmm. Not bad. That's good. I mean, what kind of cheese is it? Provolone. Provolone. Mm. Quite good. I like that. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. Now, Jeffy, have you ever had um, anything that looks like that, like a green thing inside? It's called I mean, it's um, a bug or something, right? No. I just figured it was a bug you wanted me to eat. <laughs> you actually ate it. It's a bug or something. Uh, okay, next up, let's try. I'm trying to think of which one. This one's interesting. Mm-hmm. So this one here, if you kind of if you're playing along at home, pick up your one that a little bit pinkish bread here. That is tomato basil bread, oh, white wow. cheddar, Swiss, uh, tomato sofrito, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's it. Okay, let's try it. So Jeffy's saying these are a little nasty, bougie sauce for that him. Tomato sobrito sauce, nasty. Mm. You haven't bitten into it yet. You don't know. Mm. That's pretty good too. Pretty good. I do not like Swiss cheese. However, this really? is a little bit overwhelming. Like the other flavors are overwhelming it. Yeah. Take a bite out of it. Look at him uh, nibbling. Come on, you baby. I don't like the tomato stuff. Whatever. It is. You know, there's something going on with Jeffy right now. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he thinks he's on a diet or something. It's so irritating. Him and Glenn both. Oh, <laughs> it's not bad. And then, so the next one is, if you're playing along at home on your grilled cheese board, take, take out this piece of bread. Now, this one, like everyone bought the same ones, but you didn't tell them what they were. Um, oh, no. This one is, this one's going to be the most, I feel like Pat has no chance yeah, of this has this some is stuff. So this is, is this? Uh, thank you. Cranberry walnut bread, That's sliced right. mozzarella, uh, grated Parmesan. We're okay right See, so that far. that sounds good. Apple cabbage oh, slaw. Apple. That's apple. Apple okay. cabbage slaw. All right. Oh, let's give it a shot. Nasty. Mm. Um. Oh, thank you. The apple certainly brightens it up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's... um Adds a little sweetness to it. I, I feel like I would like it with the apple. The slaw, however, I'm not really in love with yeah. the slaw aspects of it. Uh, That's pretty much. good. It's okay. And then this one... So, Pattis uh, has the last one. This is a... Uh, it's ooh. turkey, right? Tomato basil bread with turkey, sliced mozzarella, uh, tomatoes. So, this is a little more than grilled cheese. Mm-hmm. It's actually a turkey and cheese. Just a turkey sandwich, but... There's your bites from uh, Pat and Jenny. Mm-hmm. Mm. So I think we rank them uh, by quality. Mm. Oh, pretty good. That's good. So this is what I would do here. Uh, <clears throat> actually, in the exact order I ate them, 
is how I would rank those. Uh, number one, the classic grilled cheese. Uh, number two, the one with the focaccia bread and the arugula on the side. Mm-hmm. Number three, the tomato tasting one. And then the last one, the apple one. Because the slaw, I, I actually don't really like. So I'm going to go this was number one. Which one? Mm, number two. Uh, the arugula one is no, number one. Number one, huh? And then uh, the one with the pesto or the tomato sauce stuff. And then uh, maybe I'll go here. And then the t- the turkey one, and then the, the normal regular. cheese one, last place. Yeah, because it's so cold and yeah. chewy. And yeah, but I mean, you got to project it's still a little good. Bit. I mean, needed more <clears throat> cheese. That the regular one, the regular grilled cheese needed some more cheese. The provolone one with uh-huh. the bug, uh-huh. that no, was that was number it's one. It's arugula, Jeffy. And then the turkey was good. <laughs> the other, the last two that were whatever they were, they don't even need to be made on Earth. <laughs> Too bougie for, for no reason. Combined, I'll give it a fifteen. We're going to go to a full-fledged war with Syria? You know what's happening? I, no. I think it's more likely North Korea, probably. Jeez, that's scary, man. <sighs> Nuclear power. Yeah. Uh, Glenn and everybody talked about this on the think tank yesterday. And, I mean, it's a scary possibility. There's a lot going on in the world right now. Watch. I don't think people understand how close we are to war. I mean, how many people are very concerned that we are on the eve of war? Okay, not not you two. I I think we're going to do. I think we're going to come close, but I don't think anybody's going to pull the trigger. I I hope not. I hope not. Um, Cold War Part Two. I I, I yeah, Cold War. I I I think <clears throat> with um, what we said yesterday, and I I know you know the story, so I don't. I don't know how you can dismiss what the United States accused Russia of yesterday. I've not heard anything like this before. Yes, yeah, so U.S. officials now believe that Russia knew in advance that Syria was going to use chemical weapons. And? And they oh, had the drone oh. over the hospital. Yeah. Right. And Prepared it was a Russian that. drone over the hospital, and then there was a Russian-made jet that bombed the hospital to cover to up cover the evidence. Cover, cover up the evidence. So not only were they aware of crimes against humanity, they participated in a cover-up. Yeah. That is, I mean, that's you're saying Putin and Russia are war criminals. That's pretty intense. Not all of us are the catastrophists that you are. <laughs> Um, I'm normally somebody who's pretty optimistic about it, but the way this is all lining up now, this is different now. Oh, yeah. Especially and with the North Korea angle, this is different. We should clarify, they, don't, they weren't for sure, when this report came out at least, they weren't totally sure who was actually flying the jet, but they did know that the drone was operated by Russia. So the Russians then, knew. Right, yeah, so knew. They, they knew enough to conclude the, o- the Russians. The only thing with Russia it. and Syria is I can't get is I, I can't get out of my mind that I think that Russia is still angling for something more. Like something else closer to home, you know, Ukraine, places like that. So there's still a way out and avoid war going along with what that, Caleb said. <clears throat> that's what I think. I believe. I think but North Korea, what see, Doc said, is a completely well, wait, different. Before animal. we get to North Korea and China, yeah. before we get there, go so ahead. With Russia, I think Russia's using Syria to eventually get us to concede Ukraine to them. Yeah, I totally agree. So I think we're going to get close to war, but I don't, I think in the end, we're going to sit down and be like, all right, what do you want? What can we give you? How do we? And we're so going we to become gonna... Neville Chamberlain. 
Yeah. I don't know. I, I think the yeah. generals and are running this. Anyway. And I think if the generals, if Mattis and other generals are running this, I think they're going to pull the trigger. I think Donald Trump has made it very clear that he respects the generals. Any position that he can put them in, he puts them in. And I, I just think they're going to react. The only thing, though, is Mattis is not stupid. He's so not. I, I, I don't think that he would be reckless with that. Like, if, if they did decide that, look, we've got, there's a, they have to say there's a national security, you know, basically mandate for us to, inter, yeah. to interdict. None of us at this table understand this is the difference. This is the end of a book that was written in 1962 called Tragedy and Hope. And the tragedy was the First World War and the Second World War. And the hope was we've now tied ourselves financially to each other, so we have mutually assured destruction with nukes and mutually assured destruction with the economies. So the world will never go to war and you will never see a world war like we saw in World War I and II. I think because the economy... Everything is so bad, it needs to be reset. And I think there is a a feeling in a lot of people's minds, very high up, this is a great way to reset borders, reset structures, reset banking, reset it all. I I think that, I, I, I know that sounds conspiratorial, but even if it's not calculated, it's lining up that way that it's it going to happen. It is. I mean, you look at what China and Russia are doing. They are selling dollars like crazy, getting out of the dollar business, buying into gold, changing their whole uh, alliance and getting it out of petrodollars. I mean, there, there, is, there, there are many things afoot right now that are frightening. Why did China put 150,000 troops on the North Korea border? Is that for refugees? Is that to go in and fight like they did in the 1950s? Is that to stop Kim Jong-un? What, what is that? I think they're putting a wall up. <laughs> and they're, they're leaving North Korea out, to, hanging them out to dry. I think that's part of their plan. Yeah. There, there could be a few different reasons. I'm still trying to confirm. That's, that's such a crazy number of troops out there. And I haven't seen a picture on that yet. Now, that, those reports came from a South Korean news agency. And um, I don't know. It just, it, it's such a huge move. I, I want to see some, some pictures on some of these movements. Because but you don't think North Korea is capable of or, or would do something? China? Well, if China, 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 if, if China did, it means they either made a deal with Trump and they are saying, okay, fine. As soon as the refugees come out, we're going to set up triage, medical, all this stuff after you strike. And these troops will move in to help stabilize the North Korean government. That's what, they would, that's what that would be for. If they haven't made a, Trump, a deal with Trump, then if there are troops there, that could be the, the MacArthur uh, uh, 1950 uh, scenario where they're scared that we're going to move on in across the Yalu River and they're going to come in and defeat any American force that they can. I mean, so you're talking about a nightmare scenario. The problem with, and this is why this is different in North Korea, is because there is an actual red line that we will not let them cross. Right. And they have an anniversary coming up, I think on the 15th, so I think around Saturday, which they usually test a nuclear weapon. This final test is supposed to be the, the final one where they will be able to put a miniaturized nuclear device on a deliverable ICBM. If that happens, it's a red line, and we will attack. Mm-hmm. There's no if, ands, or buts. We, we will attack. can't attack. If we attack, this guy's crazy enough to vaporize 10 million people. Seoul is right across the DMZ. Very close. I mean, we could, they could easily vaporize 10 
million people. Think about that. That, that would be Solgon, the number 11 economy in the world. They would also launch on Japan. That's the number three, uh, econo- three, three economy in the world. You drop a <laughs> nuclear weapon on a, on, a, on a bunch of ox cart people, and it's going to crash economies around the world. Once a nuclear weapon is launched by anyone, that destabilizes the entire world. So the, uh, the USS Carl Vinson battle strike group is now off the coast of Seoul. And that's interesting because they were there a month ago, and that's when the reports out came out that SEAL Team 6 had joined them and were doing decapitation strikes, allegedly. Um, and they finished their, their exercises, and they moved off to Australia. Now, I've been in that scenario before. If you call a group back from Australia, Libo in, in Australia, you're pissed. So this is, not, this is not something regular. They pulled them off of Libo in Australia and put them back in an, in an area where they just got back from. So let's do one more thing. The concentration camps in Chechnya. I'm shocked at the number of Americans who say that Putin is a good guy. You're seeing even Michael Savage and all these people who were, who were rabid for Trump and Coulter, all of them, now turning because of Syria, and they're turning for Russia. Russia, we believe, if we can believe our intelligence, uh, that Russia knew about the chemical weapons in Syria and covered for it. And now, in Chechnya, the wholesale roundup of homosexuals and the defense from the head of Chechnya, the president of Chechnya, who is a hand-picked leader of Chechnya by Putin, his excuse was, there are no homosexuals here because honor killing would, would have taken care of that problem already. So why would we have to scoop them up? That's his defense. Wow. Oh, okay. Wow. <laughs> That's basically saying he supports that, yeah. that activity as well. You know, like, right. They, right. Yeah, like fortunately I, I, they have. Right. This, right yeah. Putin's going to be fine with that. He's, he, I really feel like he's he going to be fine with, no, as right. long as he's maintaining order Correct. there. And he has expressed anti-homosexual in the past. I mean, no, he is not a fan of them. He, uh, was, he, was he not putting them in jail? That's yeah, he yeah. was. Yeah. yeah, taken away. You can't get a driver's license. Yeah. So do you believe he's losing, Trump is losing support no. from his base oh, yeah. because of Putin? Trump is losing or? support because some of his far-right support wanted to get into bed with this new Russian ideology. Do you think that's it, or do you think they I just do. wanted to be... No, they want their... America first. Everything is just America. Yeah, America first, but that's what Russia is pumping down. And so they see it as, you're anti-Russian, you're anti-American because you're pro-war everywhere. They would not support it. So that, that is going, that's going away. You're a globalist. Yeah. yeah. And if you, if you want to really look at, I mean, I said on Obama, if Obama gets in, he's surrounded by radicals. If he's not the radical the radicals think, he's in danger. This is happening with Donald Trump. He's yeah, not he's the radical those radicals thought he was, yeah. and he's in danger. And as I said on radio today, Jason was helping me out, just listing the names. You remember when George Bush used to say, freedom's on the march, freedom's on the march. No, it's not. It is in fast retreat. Erdogan, Turkey, the people are crying out to give him more powers and make him a dictator. Yep. Um, in, in Greece, Golden Dawn, Jobbix in Hungary. What's the one in Germany? AFD. AFD. Uh, what's her name? Le Pen in France. 
uh, the Philippines, the guy who is telling people just go kill the drug addicts on the streets, and they're doing it. Everywhere. Everywhere. People are handing their sovereignty to these Stalin, Mussolini, Mao. We are living in that period again. Unfortunately, this time, we're, I think we're England without a Winston Churchill, and there's no America to come running for us. We better pray for our country, because this, this is a frightening, frightening time.